Hey everybody, it's Dale Jr. Um, we pre-recorded this podcast a few days ago with our guest, William Byron. And obviously since then, my family and I were involved in an awful accident. Just wanted to let everybody know that, um, you know, we're so thankful for all the prayers and phone calls and everything everybody did over the last several days has really helped lift us up. Yeah. Yep. And it's uh, Alice here trying to help me um, send this message to you. But we're just so appreciative of, you know, the quick decisions by our pilots and the emergency personnel, law enforcement. Everyone at the hospital was amazing. Just was, uh, it was so fast how quickly they responded and, and took care of us. We we're in incredible hands. And um, there's, a, you know, there's an investigation going on, so we weren't, we're not gonna comment or speculate about what happened or discuss that with anybody going forward. We're just trying to process what we went through and we appreciate all the privacy that we've been extended to do that on our own time. It's been a very difficult few days for everybody, but me and my wife and our family just are trying our best to get back to normal as soon as possible. And uh, we just really appreciate all the support. It's just meant a lot to us and want you to know that. So enjoy the podcast and uh, we'll be seeing you soon. This is a production of Dirty Mo Media. The Dale Jr. Download. This is a production of Dirty Mo Media. I see the goal and you done. You see it's coming, better run. You better run. Get out the way, run out the play. I'm on the off yeah. yeah. Whole team, we got a squad. We going off, yeah, yeah. Hey, everybody. It's Dale Jr. back again for another episode of the Dale Jr. Download. This week's guest is William Byron. Uh, William is coming into the show. We got a lot of questions. Let's get started. <coughs> How do you feel about your ability in the wet? I, I love the wet. Yeah. yeah, it's my favorite. That was a greasy place. That's a lava. You I mean, had to t- had to poop. Oh. Oh. Whoa. Really, really bad diarrhea. Ooh. Oh my heavens! No, he didn't. Brother, sun tanning in the park with just like a thong on and a, and a toboggan. No. He developed an erection. Oh my goodness! <laughs> he really did that, brother. What's the duck do? Quack, quack, quack. Hey. Mike has really big feet. Mm. Quack, 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 quack. I'm going to wait. I can't wait for that. I want to bundle up. (laughs) That's awesome, man. (laughs) All right, Dale Jr. Download back again. My uh, co-host Mike Davis is here. Matthew Dillner. Leah is in the uh, little, I don't know, what do you guys call it? Yeah, in the closet. Dirty booth. Yeah, the booth. Dirty booth. You're in the production booth. (laughs) I get on my... uh, my new spies. Oh, look at this. So I can read. Yeah. Your spectacles. I am uh, officially wearing progressive lenses now. Is that right? Yeah. Bo- body's falling apart, huh? Yeah. All right. Yep. So I've been wearing glasses kind of on and off uh, to read a little better, but now um, it got to where I, I could my arm went long enough. You know, Matthew can always bump up the to. point size of this uh, show sheet here yeah. if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> on my phone, it's I'm, gonna be I a re- tablet. Eighteen. I, I refuse to go up on the font. Don't do that. Of my phone. Don't do it. Yeah. Because everybody that I see that has the font really large, I go, "Damn!" Right. Right. <laughs> you old. Yeah. Right. And so I'm trying to avoid that. 
and but my arm ain't long enough anymore to get out there and get get it where it ain't blurry. So I went to the doctor and I got me some progressive lenses. I like them. Here people don't like them. Oh, so some these people, are new? Because I thought yeah. these were the ones that you were wearing a couple years ago with the concussion. Nope, different. Deal. These are new. So the top is for looking far off. The bottom is for reading. All right. So yep. you don't have to bump up the point size. There's something going on in the middle. I'm not quite sure what it does. <laughs> transition. I've got yeah. it. Oh, so you're, you're progressive, progressive lens as well? Yeah. But I thought you would have to, like, pay attention to the angle of your neck or your head to be able to know when you're reading, reading out the bottom of them and stuff like that. You don't. It comes pretty natural. I know nobody understands this, but this is a, a significant moment in our whole friendships that we have in here because Dale Jr. used to go get his annual physical as mandatory yeah. by NASCAR and brag about, I see like a beagle. <laughs> <laughs> 2020. Actually, whatever whatever's better than 2020, that's what I got. Yeah, 2010. 2010. Oh, wow. See like a beagle. I'm, and really, he was memorizing the letters on the eye yeah. chart. I mean, it's the same chart. And they yeah. walk me right by the damn thing. So, I mean, how it's not easy to see the bottom row and get it in your mind and then read it off. And she'll go, oh, you're 2010. <laughs> He's like, got another year. Got him for another year. <laughs> Bottom line, E-G-O-T. Yeah. Every time. Every time. <laughs> well, he's got those glasses uh, now, though. Yep. So um, another thing that's firing up this uh, this time of year is fantasy football. Now, I, I was a little <laughs> apprehensive to bring up this particular topic because Mike used to be in my fantasy <laughs> football league, but he quit or retired or no, something. No, I did not quit. You used to be? You did quit. Yeah. I, I, I did not renew the contract. <laughs> there you go. Same, whatever. Okay. So, anyways, yeah, yeah I don't he, get... uh, guys come and go. Tyler Overstreet's no longer in the league. Um, he has retired from everything in life. Yes, he has. Um, <laughs> I hate that. Yeah. I'm still part of stuff for years. You hate what? I hate when people bag out of leagues. Well, whoa, 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 wait, I don't understand. Why, why do you if hate it? you're in it? a league with friends and stuff, you stay in a league. Finish the season, yes, but why? Why it, you think, hate it when people don't do it another year? I like tradition. So Mike left. I like having a life. You know what? What's <laughs> even worse, Mike? Yeah, the, the fantasy football got in the way of Mike's life. Obviously, he does doing it wrong. If that's the case, um, no, no. Listen, I look. I love that all you guys like fantasy football. I love hearing about it. I really do. I love it when the plight of the fantasy football owner becomes everybody's business in the room. That yeah. is fun for me now that I'm not playing. The worst thing about it, Dillner, since you love tradition so much, is his team was amazing in the fact that um, – what was the names? Uh, it was a reference to Jimmy Means. What was it? Jimmy name? Smut Means. Smut Means Business. Yeah, smut, means, smut Means Business. Yeah. Smut Means Business was his. That's right. And he had Jimmy's car as a logo and all that. I was really sad to see that leave the it, league. That was my Alka-Setzer logo. The Alka Setzer was his logo. Yeah. I was really Atta sad boy. to see that tradition and 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 that you know that personality that Mike brought to the league uh, leave. Anyhow, that's not even right. What this I is not to bring what, right. This isn't yeah, about me. Let's not. Let's go easy on Mike. Thank you. So. <laughs> Yeah, I have a league. It's called the Basement League because we've always drafted in the basement of my house. And it's a mix. Of, it's really not a mix. It's just friends. Um, uh, let's see. Regan Smith is in it. He's, uh, I think, new this year uh, because he took he took Tyler's place. Uh, but we got a lot of TJs in there. He's been in there for multiple years. I also have a couples league, which is all females in one division and all males in another division. There's 10 teams in it so there's five females five males and they're all married couples that's cool yeah that, it's pretty fun that is cool and they're not on the same team they're they're no, all no, no. all the females play in a division yeah and so it's a guaranteed male versus female championship 
game. That's a good idea. You might get some male versus male or male versus female uh, uh, in uh, in the uh, playoffs. I'm not sure because the, the way it sort of plays out in a or in the regular season. In the mean? yeah, sure that yeah, too. Yeah. But in the playoffs, even you might get a male okay. versus female. But it's always going to be. Anyways, that's that's neither here nor there. But that's a lot of fun. But it's cranking up, man. We got drafts scheduled, so maybe we'll give some updates about our uh, fantasy. Matt, you're in a league. Uh, I'm in two. I'm in a two. J- JRM league. JRM uh, has a league. Also, I'm in a, actually three. Yeah. Leah, you do any fantasy football? I got roped into the JRM yes. ladies league this year. Yes. No clue what I'm you doing. You might. You may likely be taking my mother's place. I think so you it's would. Very be. Yeah. important for you to be. Thoroughly excited about this. Are you going to be my coach? Uh, well, yeah, I guess I can get you started. I literally don't watch football. At Does Taylor all, so. play? Um, no. All right, then you're going to need some help. <laughs> yeah. So I will definitely, you know, be happy to to coach you along to get you started. But I mean, eventually it takes over and you're on your own and you don't want to listen to nobody. Sometimes the people that don't know what they're doing actually win the league. Yeah, that's a great thing about fantasy football is you really don't have to know what you're doing. Oh, perfect. Um, yeah. We've had in the in the couples league, we had one of the girls auto draft and end up winning everything one year, and it was so annoying. But um, and then they think they're the greatest of all time to ever play fantasy sports. But we might we might since you know since Mike doesn't play anymore, we'll go easy on the updates. We won't get too deep into it so that it annoys the hell out of him. But or we should just like prompt him to play. Listen, to be honest, I would love to hear some. uh, Sorry, Mike, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'd just love to hear maybe if you play fantasy football, what are some cool uh, fantasy football team names that you might have that are racing related? Oh, yeah. Everybody got, you know, everybody knows the, using the football uh, yeah. last names, first names, and so forth of players to incorporate that in your team name. What's some good fantasy football team names? That would be racing or NASCAR related. That'd be cool to have on our on our social media. That would be a service for a lot of people. To be honest with yeah. you, that you know, have you already know your well, team names yet? I want y'all if y'all have any of those ideas, or write to at uh, Dirty Mo Media on Twitter and 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 let us know. Have the, we done it? We put out um, a call for people to tell us team names, but we did not get very many racing ones. They're all like you said. Well, try to sp- specify and see if they when they're see if some of the guys are a little creative. My team's names are of historic, mm-hmm. fictional, which I don't know if that's oxymoron, but historic, fictional um, TV or, or movie uh, team names. Like, uh, for example, let me get my teams up here. I got two teams left. I was in about five leagues at one time a couple of years ago, but I've, I've since backed it way down. Oh, wait, one's not. One team name is uh, Key West Chugglers. <laughs> Only only Dillner laughed at that. Key West Chugglers. Key West Chugglers. But this is a, a historic fictional football team name. Tell me what this is from, if you can. This Between is... the three of you. All right. Faber College Mongols. Oh, that's uh, Animal House. There you go. So I like to use those uh, fictional. I like that one. Historic. I had a Ridgemont Wolves. Yeah, okay. Yeah. From uh, yeah. Fast Times at Ridgemont, Ridgemont High. High. I had that as a team name at one time. Schlitz Happens was a, <laughs> yes. oh, that's a good one. team name. That was your team name for a long, long time. My last year. Yeah. yeah you and uh, Unical 76ers. That's a good oh. one. Was one. What are you, you going to do? I don't know. Oh, you don't know the name of your team no, yet? No, I don't have a name yet. Huh. You know, in the well, JRM League, we used I to could. we used to play where we would name your teams for like oh, like people would name you had, and you had to stick with the team that name. Sound fun. It actually was 
the funnest part of playing in that league <laughs> oh, was giving uh, the name. I hated my team last name last year. Yeah. Are you because well, of that, yeah. Oh, you got it assigned to mm-hmm. you. Yeah. What yeah. was it? It's I can't say it on air. Yeah. That's that's the that's the fun of it. Usually it can that's be pretty tacky. A lot of the tweets we got I cannot oh, really? say on air. <laughs> Another yeah. thing I did this past week, I'm extremely proud of myself for doing this. Um, so I've been living at this place where I'm at for over 10 years now. And I went into, I have two outdoor grills, all right? One off the kitchen and one downstairs around where we hang out at the bar. And I replaced the grill, uh, grates and the heat shields. And I'm looking into, uh, replacing all my burners too, because they're over 10 years old, a little rust on them. Uh, yeah, I felt like a real man out there. Uh, ordering these off of Amazon, patient, <laughs> patiently waiting we, by the front door. This could have been DIY. I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> patiently waiting by the front door as they arrived and taking them out of the wrappers and placing them <laughs> on the grill as if I'd done some real work. It yeah, was awesome. That's good. You know, a lot of flavor builds up on those things uh, over over time. Yeah, but it was a little, they were a little it rust. Time. It was time. A little flavor. Rust flavor was no longer <laughs> the <laughs> rust flavor. <laughs> and there was another thing I wanted to mention on our in our open segment that this is very embarrassing. Oh, good. Let's hear it. Um, Amy's going to be mad because you, you and her have been talking about doing a podcast, and she's flagging all these little experiences for her show. Oh, this is good. And this Let's is one it. of them. <laughs> uh, so she might be mad that I'm stealing her idea. <laughs> so a couple months ago, me and Amy were having a couple beers, uh, thinking about a concert we'd like to go to. And Ben Folds is playing in Charlotte, all right? And we bought tickets. Amy bought them on her phone right there as we are talking. And uh, we jotted it down in our calendar and never put another thought into it for the next couple months. And the week arrives for the concert. Amy's like, hey, we got to get a sitter. We're going to this concert. Oh, God, that's now? Yeah, it's this week, a couple days from here. Really? We got to get, get this figured out, getting the sitter. Going. When are we going to leave? We're going to eat first. We're going to go to dinner. Da-da-da. We're doing all that, right? We're doing a dance. <laughs> so we get ready, get our sitter, hit the road. We go over to uh, Burkdale to eat. We're going to go into Ease Sushi Joint. Slam packed. Can't get in there. And we got a place to, we got to be at the concert, right? Yeah. It's time to get there. So we walk over to this other place to eat. Somewhere you might eat lunch. Where you uh, walk up and order in a, in a buffet style. And they make it in front of you. And we sit down and eat. But not very romantic or date nighty at all, right? right. We were the only people in there. Yeah. Uh, so we hustled through our dinner. So that that didn't go quite as 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 good as I had planned for date night. But we're on our way to the concert. Yeah. And, we're you're, gonna, and you're fed. We're gonna get there on time. So we pull in to the venue. And if you know Ben's fold, right? You know his music, right? Yeah. Um, Violent Films was opening up for them. I know oh, their wow. music, right? Yeah. And as we're getting out of the car. This is a, at the music factory, the Much Music Factory. As we're getting out of the car, it's a big place. There's a lot of things happening there. There's bars and other other venues and events. And so we heard rap music, right? <laughs> not, not been, yeah, that's... Right, right. And I'm thinking, man, it's coming from another location. There's four or five little venues there, right? It's got to be coming from somewhere. That's not our, that's not got anything to do with our show out of the amphitheater. We got right up on top of the amphitheater, got our wristband to have a have alcoholic beverage, 
Um, we, you know, we're, we're getting ready to, we walk through the metal detectors and we walk up to the lady to get our ticket scanned. And we got the little square, little barcode thing to scan on our phone out. And the lady's scanning it over and over and it's not working. (laughs) And she's like, what y'all, what y'all doing? This is a different ticket. This isn't the Ben Folds. When's that? I'm like, look at the ticket. And Amy looks at it and it was the the next day. (laughs) Oh, you (laughs) had the wrong day. Yes. Oh no! What? <laughs> wow! We thought the glasses were the the sign that you were getting old. We <laughs> this, were at you the, got the whole day venue wrong. the day before. I don't even know who was playing. You're just early. I thought you. I thought this was going that he went to the wrong place. No, but you went the wrong day. So we had to walk out and back to the car. And I'm in. I'm like this is embarrassing. Yeah. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> Amy is the complete opposite of embarrassed. She thinks it's funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's like, "This isn't a big. This doesn't bother me. Big, right. big deal." This, this I'm like, "No, no, no. This is embarrassing." <laughs> and she started writing in her phone, t- writing notes about it. I love it. I love it for this oh. podcast you and her are yes. working on. So yes. I won't dive too deep, too much deeper into it. But no, you don't have to dive any deeper. I think you've just went deep enough. Oh, I mean, yeah. this is good. Now that uh, was so embarrassing. Now this is funny because. Now it's all coming back to me. So the next day he calls me and he says, do y'all remember this? He says, hey, I've got these uh, Ben Folds tickets. Uh, <laughs> and, and he goes, and I can't give these things away. I've, I'm going out of town. And I said, Tony, is he going out of town? And he goes, I don't think he's going out of town. I don't know what's going on. And he goes, I, just, I can't use them. Can you find somebody to give them? He didn't tell me. He didn't tell me <laughs> the real reason why he was getting rid of these Ben Folds tickets. Well, I wasn't going to go to Ben Folds if I had to be. I had left that night to go to uh Michigan or the next morning early, and I couldn't go to Ben Folds. Well, that's right. You were leaving the next day. That's early. what I say. You said I'm going to be out of town, but you didn't. You weren't actually out of town. Yeah. You could have gone. Yeah. But you, well, so we gave him away to Tony. To Tony. And Tony he had a, off went. And by the way, he had a great time. I know. He said it was an awesome concert. <laughs> I bet. Rub Those concerts always are better when you go on the day of the concert. And yeah. They've <laughs> always said <laughs> that. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's amazing how much better they are. <laughs> When you're, when actually, you're actually at the right concert, <laughs> the right concert. Yeah, hey, I, I, hey. I, I did. Uh, I did that once, and at least it was you and Amy. I had like four or five cars. Oh yeah, meet at my house. That was a lot of people. Yeah, it wasn't good. And I had a new kind of girl interest. She rode with me. Yeah, and we were going to the Charlotte Checkers game at the old Bow years mm-hmm. ago, and we showed up, and there was a damn empty parking lot. My gosh. I, I looked on the schedule and it was they were playing on the road. Unreal. <laughs> I was embarrassed. Amy didn't care. Amy did not feel any bit of embarrassment. That's I good. wish I was like that. We've all had those stories. Yeah. It's all happened. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dale Hart Jr. Do Time Off is a campaign by Mountain Dew. They want to empower people to do what they love. And they help remove those barriers that get in the way of their passion. Do the good. In partnership with Mountain Dew, I'm going to give some of my employees DTO. That's due time off. And $1,000 to pursue their passions. Stay tuned and do the do. Well, before we bring out our guest, William Byron, let's take a minute to remind you that support for Dale Jr. Download comes from Wix.com. That's all right. Y'all know Wix, right? Oh, yeah. And they have been everywhere. I mean, everywhere. 
<laughs> you keep going. This With is... Wix, you can create your very own professional website, choose a template you love, and customize it by adding your own text, images, and videos. Mm-hmm. With hundreds of intuitive design features, you can tell your story exactly the way you want. Want even more for your website? You can easily start a blog, launch an online store, or create an event. <laughs> create an event. Just don't have Dale create the event for <laughs> you. Because he might get the date wrong. <laughs> God, man, I've created some websites. <laughs> yeah, you have, actually. I have. Yeah. I mean, multiple times. Yeah. I had this one website that I made Back when I was sim racing big time, this was probably in 2000, 2001, 2002, and I made a sim racing website. So I used to paint my own cars or paint other people's cars, and I'd paint a bunch of cars. You could download, you could click on a JPEG and download the car that I painted if you liked it and use it in the race. Use That's it in cool. the sim. Oh, yeah. It was called Junior's Race Place. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. Junior's Race Place, and that's a blast from the past right there. Yeah. That's cool. If I had Wix back when I created that website, it would be around today still. So popular. That's right. Share everything in a click on social media and drive even more traffic to your site with SEO tools to get found on Google. Are you guys amazed at this? I mean, it feels like a monster truck rally. Let's go ahead. Wix has all the tools you need to create the exact website that you want. You can even create a beautiful website while listening to this podcast. Over 150 million people choose Wix to create their website. Create yours today. You can get started right away by simply going to Wix.com. That's W-I-X.com. Cool. And that's the end. Can I just tell you that producer Brian looked up what website or what concert that was uh-huh. that you showed up to, and it's Joey Badass with the S's as yeah. dollar signs and... Flatbush Zombies and the Underachievers. Oh, damn. Oh, you should have no stuck around. I have no idea what that is. But. Uh, can you text me all of that so yes. I can send that to Amy? She'd yes. be amazed yes. that we that, missed that. That's what that you we, missed we, out we on. That <laughs> hey, I went. I can tell my kids I went and see them play. <laughs> <laughs> or I, I, didn't you heard stay, I didn't stick around, but. Willie B. Hey, bud, have a seat. Pull on them headphones. All right, in the studio, as promised, William Byron. Thanks, William, for coming. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. What you been up to? Uh, Just, I did a little uh, school tools deal downtown with uh, some Charlotte kids for uh, elementary school. What is that? Uh, It's just, basically, they donate school supplies, so they had, uh, I put together, like, three or four backpacks and gave it to them, met some kids, had the show car out there, so it was pretty neat. They, uh, you know, I've done a couple TV promotions for them, so it was cool. Yeah. So, um... Appreciate this hat. You brought this hat in here today. Let's see this. Yeah, City. let's get a good look at it. Uh, yeah. This is Rick's original, one of his original Charlotte stores. Uh, Sporty. And you've, your throwbacks from the Days of Thunder movie. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Have you seen Days of Thunder? I have. Do you know a person that has not seen Days of Thunder? This is off topic, but... Man, uh, I know, no, no, no. I know one. Yeah. You're going to be surprised by who it is. Steve LaTarte. Really? Hired and serious? worked at Hendrick Motorsports all his life. Up until wow. he became a broadcaster, never saw Days of Thunder. Right, and it's a it's basically a movie about Rick Hendrick. Rick and them, <laughs> does, do, you know, supplied all the cars and right. what? It's a basics. I I tell anyone that is one of my racing buddy or high school buddies to watch that movie yeah. to understand racing. Yeah, yeah, it's racing one hundred and one. Yeah, absolutely. There's a couple other ones. You ever seen Stroker Race? I haven't. You should watch Stroker Race. Yeah, and Last American Hero. 
Okay. It was made in 1970, 72, 71, but it's about Junior Johnson. Okay. And it's it stars Jeff Bridges. That. Yeah. You know who Jeff Bridges is. I don't. Oh, you don't? Okay. I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. You forget. <laughs> young. You, yeah, um, yeah. Remember, this is William. Remember, yeah. everything that we know of, he well, has I not just, learned you know, it. I don't, I don't want to <laughs> underestimate the guy. Okay. All right. Maybe Jeff Bridges is still out there kicking ass. <laughs> he is. <laughs> he is. All right. So, William, um, yeah. what was your first race car? First race car was uh, kind, yeah. a legend car. Right. So and I, when did you, where did you mm-hmm. get this legend car? So I, uh, so I, there's a guy named Devo. There's still a guy named Devo out in, um, he's got a shop in Concord right behind, uh, it's near 3M. Mm-hmm. So, uh, kind of back there behind, uh, that, uh, area back there behind the speedway. And I raced for him for a couple of races. Um, I actually got started in legend cars with a, uh, driving school that they had out at the fifth mile out behind Charlotte Motor Speedway. Was so, it paved or dirt then? It was paved, it was paved. but it was all the sinkholes there was a, like a 12 foot drop into turn three so it was pretty exciting but um i drove there and then i drove for devo for uh for two or three races before driving for dennis who's out of uh indian trail so he's got a he's got a shop behind his house out there too in indian trail yeah yeah i've never spent much time in indian trail how what would how would you describe indian trail uh, it's um he so it's basically like if you're uh if you're on the south side of Charlotte, yep. so it's on the way towards Darlington, yeah, Monroe yep. area. So uh, he, how he's far got, is that for for you? That yeah. drive, uh, it's probably 25 minutes. Oh, it's not too bad. Yeah, not too bad. So he had a Legends car, and you raced that. Yep. And yeah, how, had, how old were you? I was 14. That's right. So yeah. You 14. ran at Charlotte, I guess, yeah. on the front yeah. stretch. Yeah, I ran at Charlotte on the front stretch, and I ran the uh, fifth mile in the winter time. Um, so I ran out there for probably eight races in the winter time, and then. Gosh, I ran 65 races the first year I raced Legend. Really? I, every weekend. Just uh, wide open. Yeah, at Concord Speedway. Concord, yeah, they got that small track on the back. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's a quarter mile. It's like I never raced at the big track right. until Supers, but um, I raced the Legend car every Friday and Saturday out there. Wow. Yeah. So, fun. yeah, you raced a lot running Legends cars. Did you mm-hmm. jump right out of Legends cars right into our late models? Did you run anything in between? No, I okay. ran uh, ran legend cars for a year. All right, yeah. so how one year? Mm-hmm. You ran legend cars for one year, sixty five races. Yeah. How many did you win? Did you have any good success? Um, Thirty <laughs> three. What? Yeah. Thirty three <laughs> races. Do you remember how yeah. quickly you won? I mean, what race was yeah. it? Um, I think it was, I think it was the twelfth or yeah, twelfth race I ran. Wow. Yeah. So he so. he didn't win till twelfth race, but then that means he basically won. Every other race, that after he, that? That, that, yeah. yeah after well, that. I got I got on a hot streak. We race, you know, when you race the same racetrack, you know, you kind of get to know the ins and outs of it. We'd go racing every Friday night at Concord. We'd maybe go to Caraway up in uh, up in North Carolina, so up yeah. in the mountains. So that's cool. So you ran, uh, you won thirty some races in those ra- in those Legends cars that year. You went and re- you won super late model races with Kyle. Trucks you won, Xfinity mm-hmm. races you won. You're in the Cup Series now. You ran late models for us yeah. at Junior Motorsports right out of uh, the Legends cars. So this is like your second year in racing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we didn't do good. No. <laughs> Why? I finished second like 10 times. That's was, right. I, I, couldn't, That's right. I couldn't win a race. I don't know. What was, just... your, what was your sort of take away from running late models and what you know you've had a couple years to remove from it and to think Mm -hmm. about it i for me felt like it was might have been the toughest uh style of racing to be good or to win at i could never really find 
consistent success like Josh has right. done in the late models. I just it's yeah. tough. It's tough. I mean, I won I won run race at Hickory and yep. then I won a race at uh, South Boston, and those were my two wins. But it was just tough to know. Like it's it's kind of what I'm going through in the Cup Series, knowing what the track's going to do, knowing what you're going to need, you know, for a hundred lap race versus twenty laps in practice, all those different dynamics. Uh, being the, aggressive at the right times, you know, you got to really kind of use your car. You got to use like I thought the late model stocks. You had to really have good racecraft because you you had to get position on guys, and guys weren't going to give you much room. So that was tough for me to to learn right off the bat. Legend cars, you know, I never touched anybody because you got open wheels on the outside of them so you can't so uh late models you kind of got to use the fenders a little yeah. bit more i was um i was always surprised by like so when we took martin tricks jr me and him built a car ourselves we had a lot of fun doing that mm-hmm. uh we built a car in my little shop and uh we he took it and tried to race it awful like went out there and practice mm-hmm. and uh got out and said i ain't racing this thing tonight really yeah he's like i yeah. can't figure out how to drive it Right. And, uh, you know, I struggled off and on. I mean, I would run top five, but I wasn't ever great in a late model stock car. Mm-hmm. And uh, so now with you having some experience in it as well, j- there's some guys that it just, like Josh, clicks. It, it just clicks and it just works. It fits them like a glove for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, but I always found them to be really, really challenging. I was just wondering what your opinion was. Yeah. You go into Supers for Kyle. Yeah. Um, I think you ran Supers and Trucks. I ran supers for him, yeah, part for a time. Whole year? Yep, yeah. I actually ran for Jeff Foltz first. Okay. Um, I ran for uh, it was right when they were starting that Fury race car. So yep. Tony Yuri and uh, and Jeff were kind of going in on it. They wanted me to drive their house car or whatever. So went to Hickory and uh, we won that race. I'd ran Hickory all year in a late model stock, which was harder. And then I went to a super and it was it was a little bit easier. I thought. How come track. is the super easier? I you know it's. You can manage the throttle more. You don't have to make as much speed through the corner. It's more exits, and um, you know I could just kind of manage manage my tire wear. And it was I thought I felt like that was easier for me than trying to hustle late model stock because you got to hustle late model stock and you got to save tires at the same time. That's yes. a tough balance. I went to Hickory other um, and drove the late model a year ago mm-hmm. and was mind blown about how fast through the middle of the center corner they are. Yeah, um, they do. They fly through the middle of the corner. Like, that's where they make all their speed. And I thought I was doing everything I could, and I was still a couple tenths off of Josh uh, mm-hmm. to be able to run what he was doing. I don't know where it was at. It was, was mind-blowing. Yeah. Um, so you go into uh, Super Lapes, and you start winning again. You know, you've been mm-hmm. running, you won in the uh, you won in Legends cars. Did did not winning in the late models, or, you know, you won a couple races. Mm-hmm. But did, yeah. the, did the struggle there sort of – uh, probably didn't deter you any, but was it a bit of a wake up call? And then you jump into supers, and you're like, "Ah, oh, yeah, this is you know, this is more my speed." Yeah, it was. Uh, I think I learned more from late mile stocks than I did winning races in legend cars. Just you know, dominating and and uh, <laughs> just kind of running up through guys. And, yeah, you know, those cars they fit my style more. Um, the super fit my style more, but the late mile stock was tough. I mean, I had to grind it out and kind of learn learn the ropes a little bit. And I didn't really know what to say on the car either. You know, yeah. I, if the car was loose somewhere, I didn't really know what that, what that, how much that was slowing me down. So, um, you know, I think I learned from that perspective. I think it kind of carried over when I got into the Cup Series and stuff. Yeah. So, early in your career, everybody's got natural talent, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, raw ability. You obviously had it. Uh, but who are the people that have taught you how to drive? There's always yeah. people that 
that are part of people, part of drivers' careers that help them understand how to open up the corner entry and arc mm-hmm. the entry, you know, even if it's just small advice such as that. Who are the people that have taught you how to drive a car? Yeah, uh, Dennis was the first guy. Dennis, Dennis Lambert. So he, uh, you know, I, I still talk to him, especially about like what to do in situations, how to handle conflict, and how to handle racing guys because he demanded a lot of respect in the legend cars so he was uh like he had uh ben Rhodes race for him um a bunch of guys that you know chris busher lived up in a shop at one point so he was really around it he just was never in the nascar side right. so uh he was kind of the guy i still go to for advice on hey what would you do you know to not necessarily pay it back but how would you stick up for yourself how would you you know handle this situation so um, I kind of go for him for stuff like that, and he helped me. Just he could see the race car on the racetrack, and he could come on like we test, and he would walk onto the racetrack, sit on the door, and ask me questions about the car based on what he just saw. Wow. And he knew exactly what was going on, and so that just that kind of blew my mind. I didn't have to explain to him much. Are you saying he's teaching you more than just the car, though, like on how to drive the car, but more on how to be a a, a racer? Mm-hmm. Is it you know off the track as well? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I would say like he he just taught me what what's uh I guess acceptable like how do you how do you race someone how do you when is the time to maybe move a guy a little bit or 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 not or give it back I guess. Mm. So you ran supers for Kyle eventually some right? Mm-hmm. And then trucks for Kyle you raced uh, almost won a championship. Yeah. Um y'all broke a motor. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that was very disappointing. You'd won, was, what, seven races that year or something like that? We six to that six point, yeah. Six races? That was yeah. going to be the seventh? That was going to be the seventh. How was that? Early disappointment in your career? I mean, that, that you know, it's truck series. You're looking beyond that. You're looking at Xfinity. You're looking at Cup. But still, mm-hmm. I mean, that. how hard was that for you to swallow early in the, earlier in your career there? Yeah, I mean, it was tough because I didn't I didn't know any different. You know, I was like, man, I, I like – in my mind, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta win. Like, I got the best truck. I gotta, sure. I gotta win the championship. You know, it's expected kind of thing. And I, I didn't like that whole expectations piece of things, but it was part of it for me. Like, I was coming to drive for you, and so you I was can, like, you can sort of, uh, you have, you can sort of understand what some of those drivers of his, like Curtis and Burton and so forth, are going mm-hmm. through this year with this, with this, with the expectations. Yeah, yeah, and I think so. I mean, I think a little bit of it is that, but we had won some races, so that took pressure off me. Um, but just knowing that. You know, Rick Hendrick had given me a call. I was going to come drive for you. I'm like, man, everybody's, like, got their eyeballs on me to win. Yeah. So um, I think it was a little disappointment in that aspect of not not coming through with it. But it wasn't something that we could really control. So that, that made it a little bit easier. I got to tell you something. This is reminding me about when he first came here. And you're talking about expectations. Yeah. The expectations were coming from you guys. You had expectations, and your dad had expectations that was unlike any other expectations. We've yeah. had dads and, and, and their sons come in here wanting r- rides. But when you guys – you guys, I couldn't believe it. You had your own hero cards already. Yeah. You'd, you'd run a year from, of legends. Yeah, from legend cards, yeah. And, I was. And you bring in your stack of hero cards, and it's like and, – and his dad, to his credit, was like, he's going to be the next thing. He's going to be the next thing. I mean, his dad was very, very up on it, and, and we're like – Sure, he is, Mr. Byron. We 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 know we, he's going to be the next thing. And dang, if he don't go out there, and it, even though the the late model mm-hmm. year where you finished second a million times, it seemed like you really were finishing second a lot. You did yeah. win those couple races, but when he started winning in the super lates, and then in the yeah. trucks, and then in Xfinity, I'm like, dang, his his old man was right. Yeah. He, <laughs> he was like he he yeah. knew it from the beginning. But the expectations you guys had, uh, you, you yeah. guys brought it to us, and, yeah. and said this is what we expect out of him. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, 
I was always bringing my dad to the racetrack. And so it was always like, you know, it was what I wanted to do. So he knew how passionate I was about it. And he knew what a dream it was for me to just be a part of it. So I think he just kind of, he knew how much passion was there. And so he knew I was going to do whatever it took. And, and I guess that's, you know, kind of how we went about it. Yeah, man, you were so good so early. I who do you, it. who do you credit mm-hmm. for discovering you? Yeah. Oh man. Um, it's a good question. I'd say Dennis because Dennis or, um, yeah, that's a good question. Probably just in legend cars, probably yeah. Devo. Devo was actually, I will say Devo was the first guy that went to watch me at a racetrack. You know, nobody else wanted to watch me cause it was, I was so new and never raced anything. And Devo went to the racetrack and actually watched and, and got me in one of his cars. So that was a big deal. Yeah. I would bet Kyle said. Kyle Bush, yeah, Kyle, Kyle Bush. Likes to think that he's I mean, of course discovered he and trained you into this awesome driver, <laughs> driver that you are. Um, well, you had some good laughs over that. Would he would he but be accurate even had, a little bit? I mean, yeah. He Kyle's info once I got to KBM was was huge. I mean, he him being in the debriefs every week and explaining to me what I could do different or what maybe sometimes it was like, hey, you did a good job this week, you know, keep doing it. But other times it was like, hey. That's the first time you've been in that situation. Maybe, maybe you can try this. I, I didn't even know how to to do a restart. You know, I didn't know how to manage all of those different games that are played. So he helped me with that. So you're watching this year with the Cup Series and the struggles mm-hmm. that he he's had with his drivers and their success. And uh, he's gotten a little criticism, I think, on the ownership side of it, how he's handled it publicly, mm-hmm. uh, being tough on those guys. He's been pretty tough, pretty mm-hmm. honest. But you consider him. Uh, an incredible owner he's helped you a lot as far as shaping your ability and and your time even though short-lived in 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 his program really helped you a lot yeah it did I mean it did for sure it was uh you know luckily the things he would say in the public were kind of were pretty positive about what we're doing but it's a business I mean you got to work like when you're at the race shop you got it's it's your workplace and um you know I didn't I didn't necessarily have a lot of friends around the track. I was just there to race for his team. That was my number one goal. So I think that's um, that's what he expects, and that's kind of uh, w- how we went about it. And Rudy was really – Rudy was instrumental in that too, yeah. uh, my crew chief. he He's probably – you asked me guys that kind of taught me the ropes, and he's definitely up there because he uh, he taught me so, much, so many things that Kyle didn't even have to say. Rudy would kind of lead me down that path already. You said just a second ago you didn't have many friends at the racetrack. So, who are your friends at the racetrack? Mm-hmm. I like Eric Jones. Really? I, yeah, yeah. I, we get along. Do, really do well. you hang out with any drivers out, away from the track at all? Uh, just probably just Eric. I mean, yeah. a little bit Ross Chastain, um, Cole Custer. You know, Eric's the only one that we directly kind of race against. I would say, but um, you know, we do we do hang out every now and then for sure. Yeah. What do y'all do? I just go out on the lake. Go out on the lake and. Yeah. Um, oh, I seen you're trying that. <laughs> you're trying that thing. Every single other person in, uh, in Lake Norman, in, yeah. around Lake Norman, North Carolina, well, is doing is wake surfing. Oh, you wake surfing now? Yeah, I like it. It's uh, <laughs> it's like it's definitely the the thing to do. I guess. It's well, the kind thing of, to uh, do is to do it and then Instagram it. <laughs> yeah, like right. it's not even worth doing if you're I not going to Instagram the, it. I want to see the Instagrams where they wipe out. Everybody's great <laughs> at surf, yeah, yeah. surfing. What are the ones where they don't? Uh, yeah, how many up. times yeah. did you bust your ass for you? Oh, so many out, times, right? so many times. But the thing about that one, wakeboarding hurts you a lot more than wake surfing. So you can go wakeboarding. You're going 22 mile an hour. So you're What's when you hit difference? that water, it's 10 mile an hour difference. So you just yeah. you're, you're. Why closer. would you do one versus the other? So with the wake surfing, you're closer to the boat, and the wakeboarding, you're. Was you're one? I know, but one is better than away. the other, or easier, or harder. Or? Uh, 
I why do just, you do either one? Why is why one hurts less than the yeah. other? Like wake surfing hurts less. They don't have a wide o- yeah. yeah, they don't have a wide open while they're <laughs> surfing the wake behind the boat. Yeah, but I didn't know there were two types and that there was such a very small difference between the two types. Why but, is there two types? We don't know yeah. because we don't do I it. I want him to tell me. <laughs> well, there's. I mean, somebody else could probably say say it uh, better Which than one do I you could. Prefer? But I like you? the wake surfing because every time I hit the water around wakeboard and it hurts, man. It's yeah. like it goes. You knock the wind out of you and everything. But uh, wake surfing's just you know, you're going 10 mile an hour, so you can do that and not Relatively get hurt. Relatively easy? Yeah. Was it yeah. easy? Uh, it's pretty easy. Once you, get, lots of once you get the people balance doing of it. it now. Yeah. It's yeah. like the thing to post for sure. I know. Is that what you and Eric Jones do? Who is does it? Eric go out there and do it too? Yeah, he does it. For is he sure. good at it? He's he's pretty good, yeah. Okay. Who's yeah. real good at it? Oh, man. Uh, Rodney Childers. He does it a lot. He does a lot, yeah. He's got a boat. He does nothing wrong, that guy. Rodney? Rodney Childers, right. I mean... Just yeah. you always got the right amount of fuel at the end too, doesn't he? <laughs> yep. Just always got enough yep. gas. Nobody, everybody else is running, running out, and then he goes off and he's the best wake surfer. Of course he is. So yeah, he's pretty good. T- talking about Kyle, we got to talk about Watkins Glen. Mm-hmm. So what's what? you, I saw it. I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm calling. I'm calling the race. Um, no. <clears throat> so did you when you ran in the back of him and then destroyed your car? Did you uh, face that palm? was dumb. That was you so did? dumb. <laughs> that was like racing 101. Like I don't I've never done that in my career and looks like such an idiot. Yeah. So it was So why did you do it? Did you do it cuz Chad said, "Dang it, you better be hitting him?" I think it was part of that. I think a little bit of, you know, I, I wasn't thinking for myself. Yeah. Like I think if I would have handled it uh differently, it would have been later in the race or something. Right. You know, if we we're racing around each other, it aggravates me a little bit. Maybe give it back, but uh you, so there was a little bit of outside pressure and then I think also um, you know, I was getting info that, hey, you got grass on the grill too. So I'm, I'm kind of like, hey, I want to pay him back, give him a little nudge, maybe get some of that off. Yeah. I oh, could have done that. I <laughs> thought you were going to get yeah. grass off the grill. I could have done that on the lap car. I could have done that on the lap car good too, point. which yeah, Kyle reminded point. me of. But I went up to him, obviously. And uh, it just, you know, yeah, there's definitely. Did you and Chad talk about the radio conversations, you know, in the weeks after? Like, did Chad yeah. come up and say, I was wrong? I shouldn't have said to do that. He did right after. He did. Yeah, he right after the race. He's like, "Man, I I killed our day. You know, I shouldn't have said he that." He took some responsibility. Yeah, t- Way to go! Yeah, he did. Which uh, you know, it's obviously I'm driving the race car, but I think uh, it kind of helped us bond a little bit. Yeah, you know. Oh really? Yeah. Bond. I, that's <laughs> you know I wouldn't have taken away that well, as a bonding opportunity, but no. If no. you know, I love Chad. I think Chad's a pretty awesome guy, mm-hmm. and uh, kind of. You know, interesting to watch you and him work together because he'd worked with Jimmy for so long. Who is this older guy? Yeah, older guys are stubborn and hard headed, and you can't tell them anything. Chad could talk to these blue in the face, and older <laughs> guy isn't going to listen. He's going to do it his way. But younger mm-hmm. guy is going to do everything that Chad says to do, and yep. including running in the back of the car in front of him. Yeah, yeah. That was so <laughs> pushing you into a fight. No, but that's why I think like um, I was so excited for Alex to get with Greg because mm-hmm. when me and Greg were together, I wouldn't listen to Greg. Greg would go, "Hey, try it this way," and I'd go, right. ah, "That'll never work. You're crazy. <laughs> I'm doing it this way." But when when uh, Alex subbed for me for a couple of weeks. And I was listening on the radio. I was like, wow, Alex is doing every single thing that he says. And yeah. he believes it's really going to happen. I'm like, wow, this is exactly what Greg needs. <laughs> yep. He can yep. be a crew chief yeah. now. <laughs> so that's that's what he's getting paid I, to do. So that's kind of how I'm, that's how I'm watching you yeah. uh, this year with Chad. How, how's it been? I mean, forget Watkins Glen. The whole year. How, how has it mm-hmm. been trying to develop a relationship with him? It's been good. I mean, we, uh, 
you know, the guy's really intimidating, obviously, he right is. off the bat. You know, the first thing that we did, we went and did pit practice in December. I show up on time, you know, at 7 a.m. I'm like, okay, I'm good. He's like, you're late. You know, you're, you need to be here 10 minutes before so you can make sure you sit in this car and oh. it's right. And he's, like, yelling at me. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, is this yeah. how it's going to be This every is right week? out of the gate. <laughs> setting the yeah. tone. And I'm like, you know, I didn't know if this is what it's going to be like. So I think it – Um, we have a really open – relationship at the track you know we talk about anything everything i think you just got to learn to handle things you know one-on-one first and then open it up to the rest of the team yeah so uh you know it's been good i mean it, there's definitely been you know times and conflicts and that that happens i think it's part how of it. early are you to the hauler before a standard practice 30 minutes okay that's a, that's a is that an ask of his yeah yeah that's an ask every Have you ever been late and has he ever got mad at you he hasn't. I mean, a lot of times I get there, you know, I got a couple interviews or something, so I sure. get there 45 minutes. But um, he's never been mad about that. I, I'd i say I don't know what he's been mad about. Okay, I was going to uh, say, what, what, yeah. for, for people that don't know Chad, what makes him mad? What, what What's his pet peeve that you just yeah. don't want to cross him? Just not being fast enough. He wants to just <laughs> – he's just – that guy is like so – I mean, if you – literally, you come in – so at Watkins Glen, we unload, and we're 10th on the board, like – decent you know maybe get a couple more laps it's going to be okay he's like what's the matter what's wrong <laughs> like why aren't you fast enough like you're you're slow through one it's the same as this Tony's is senior th- this is why jimmy and him had the issues yeah. they had like you tell jimmy why are, is there a problem are you not yeah. are you not feeling yeah. good today what's the problem yeah. <laughs> and he'll and i just go back to him i say well I'm just i'm a little free like i'm a little loose so maybe maybe we get a little tighter i'll be a little better and i don't like I think I've learned to not take it personal because yeah. it's just part of the yeah. process of practice. Yeah. Well, I worked with Tony Sr. They wanted to win every practice. They they were almost mm-hmm. angry if they weren't at the top of the sheet. Yeah. And so I think Chad's kind of the same way. But describe Chad to anyone who's never met him. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. He's a type A kind of guy. So I what would say. What does type A mean? I don't know what that he's, means. He's uh, so very direct. Like he wants it direct. <laughs> you know, he wants you to tell him where you stand he's not super uh not super emotional guy i wouldn't say um but he's just he just wants everything to be lined up like it's got to be on a like we've got a whiteboard in our little 24 team room and it, we've got to have it lined up perfectly so each week is like the next thing that we're going to do for for indy or for darlington whatever yeah so have you seen his uh what, what is that color-coded uh, uh personality thing that hendrick does what is that yeah. called uh, what is it's that? MBS. MBS. Yep. MBS. And you've got four colors that describe you. You got red, which is very direct, and you got like green, yellow, and blue. And you got they mean either you're organized or you're social or whatever. Yep. Chad's chart is like this, and this is red, and it's like <laughs> it's like nothing you've ever seen. It's just like it, it, he it has his own shape. It just yep. it's it's like direct, almost hole. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's like it says. And then doesn't care about anything else. Doesn't care about feelings. Doesn't care about any of your time. <laughs> anything. It's just straight yeah. to the point. That is what Chad is, right? Yeah, he's. I I would say he's I, a asshole, but you, he's you a, won't call him. A <laughs> right. I don't mean he's a. So I'm saying that's what the chart would suggest. <laughs> yeah, he's uh. But yeah, he's red, and red, I guess, is like you know very intense, very direct. I don't know what the other things are. Yeah, you know, little emotion, little. Little uh, sympathy, yeah, no, compassion. Yeah, he didn't have that. No, <laughs> no, 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 no compassion. Did you take up. that test? <laughs> I did. What's your color? I'm uh. So he says I'm a blue. I took it. Yeah. So I'm I'm basically I think I'm blue. blue too. Yeah. Yeah. 
So um, you seem you said it earlier you, where you go back to this guy that you worked with in the Legend Cars to sort mm-hmm. of understand how to, how he might handle a conflict or a situation or a challenge. Yeah. Um, you seem more assertive, assured, stern. Yeah. Uh, by example of the Watkins Glen deal with Kyle, I mean, uh, you seem more uh, ready for conflict or prepared for conflict, mm-hmm. knowing the hurdles that are you know you're going to jump in the Cup Series are much bigger than any that you've ever jumped before, and yeah. you've got to earn respect on the racetrack. Uh, what's changed? I feel like you've t- you've sort of matured yeah. very rapidly. Yeah, I feel like you you said something in an interview or when we were actually after the Xfinity deal about how it was going to take some time for me to kind of come into my own in that series. And it really did. I mean, like the first last year, I felt like so kind of out of place at times. You know, obviously, if you're not running well, you don't feel good about anything. So you're just kind of trying to hide and be behind the scenes. Whereas this year, I've had some runs where I feel comfortable and confident about. And I've got a race team behind me that I know all those guys we go out to eat, they all have my back. So that's all I really need, I feel like. So that's kind of where the confidence comes from is just knowing those guys come back in the shop on Tuesday and they they got my back. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, does Chad aid in that? Is he is he talking to you about, like, you know, like he said, when he came mm-hmm. over the radio at the Glen, it made me feel like, man, he must be sort of taking some ownership and, and grooming you as well, mm-hmm. showing you, like, man, this is the time where you can step on this guy's toes. Mm-hmm. And this will be the time when, you know, I need you to push back at this guy a little bit. This is, you know, yeah. fight your battles and pick your pick, choose and pick your battles kind of thing. Is Chad yeah. part of that as well? He is. Yeah, yeah, he is. I try not to, you know, as Watkins Glen show, to try not to, like, I, I use his opinion and I hear some other people's too and kind of mm-hmm. evaluate it. But he is uh, definitely kind of helped me with some of those situations because he's much more comfortable with a guy like Brad or a guy like Kyle or Kurt Bush than I am. So yeah. he can come back and say, hey, man, that guy, you know, sees it this way. And, and then I can feel comfortable to go talk to him, I sure. guess. You went and talked to Kyle after this, mm-hmm. and how'd that go? It was good. I mean, he, uh, you know, we, that was the first trip to the NASCAR hauler. Oh, so you went was, to the hauler? Yeah. yeah how that was that? was the first trip. Both so, of you? Did you yeah. get yelled at in the hauler? Because they yelled at me. Did they really? Yeah. yeah. You I, had it I come. did not. <laughs> I did screamed not. at me, man. <laughs> it was just me. It was just kind of an open conversation between me and Kyle, and uh, it was good. I mean, you know, what we talked about kind of, I guess, stays between us. But sorted out? Yeah, we sorted it out, and... Um, you know, I have a lot of respect for him. Sure. Obviously, driving for him, it's a big deal. Um, he did a lot for my career, uh, just like you did, and I feel like that's I owe it to him to race him with respect. I, you know, so the Watkins Glen deal wasn't a respect thing; it just was kind of fighting for space. Heat of the moment. Yeah. yeah. What's yeah. your opinion of the race cars? So you've had a chance to drive the cars last year, and mm-hmm. with this new rule package this year. Yeah. Um, what What is your? Uh, I don't know. Do you enjoy? Uh, the direction they went do you like mm-hmm. the horsepower do you like the downforce that's a good question i uh some tracks the 550 is is tough but the thing that's happening now which you guys pointed out on the broadcast is all the cars are getting more trimmed out so they don't drive good yeah, at all yeah. like they Doesn't everybody like everybody on you know i go on i racing everybody's like oh man these things are so easy to drive i'm like yeah wait till you get it like trimmed out and you're and you're hanging on so i think you know it's uh it's an interesting balance. I feel like they're not all that different. They were at the beginning of the year. Felt great, you know. At certain places, it was like, man, this is too easy. But um, now they're getting closer to to what they were. Um, yeah. 
you know, so I don't know. The arrow arrow push that you got behind guys is kind of frustrating. frustrating. You know, I think that they'd be awesome with that horsepower 550 with zero downforce. <laughs> Almost none. Take the spoilers off. Right. What do you think? <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah. I'd go for it. No side force. Let's do that for the All-Star race. Yes. God um, Be carnage. <laughs> <laughs> I was just curious because he's basically he's got a season of each, you know. Yeah. You know, so he would be a good guy to ask. Uh, what are your passions outside yeah. of racing? So, yep. you know, know you love this wakeboarding. <laughs> Um, what else are you doing, man? Well, I'm in school still, so I what? take I take you're uh, still in school. Yeah, I take college classes, so I'm taking a economics class right now. So, right, how much are you gonna just go to school the rest of your life, or <laughs> it's gonna take it's taking a while, <laughs> taking a little bit longer. Are you than... on a seven year plan? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I mean, it's not, he's not been in it that long. I yeah. mean, to be honest, you've only been in it a couple years, right? And you can yeah. and you what? take and you take well, yeah, because. I started um, in high school. I started senior year of high school. I was taking college classes. So that's right. I um. So how many years? Yeah. So I'm. I basically got a year and a half left. Oh really? Yeah. Is it taking you longer because you're online and racing and doing yeah. your job and all that? You can't do. Yeah. You can't yeah. take a full load. Can't take a full load. But ah, I look, man, this is uncommon. Yeah. People need to it's, know these answers. It's tough. No, it's I mean, right. I I go on there. You know, I do my work. Uh, all the work's due on Monday nights, so I got Mondays off. You know, we don't have any competition meeting or anything on that on that day. So, uh, do all my work Monday afternoon, um, and then go into the racetrack and then do it the next Monday or try to do it on Thursday before I leave, stuff like that. Yeah. So, so what's your course right now that you're taking? Uh, economics. Okay. So 14. And, yeah. and so what, what, tell us what you're learning in economics right now. Like what is it about economics that is really just, just rejuvenating you and just, yeah. it's, and it's just, you know. Well, I'm learning about inflation rates and, there you uh, go. Sweet. and GDP and, uh, the government, how, you know, which, which, um, which other countries owe us the most debt, or, which, <laughs> or, or, or own we, the most, or yeah. how much do we, how much owe, we owe them? <laughs> so uh, it's kind of interesting stuff. I mean, it, at first I was like, "Gosh, this is a lot of reading," but it's yeah. it's okay. It'd be like cool. It. You take you take your economics. What's course. your major? Business communications. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, and you go tell Rick Hendrick, "Hey, Rick, you're doing it all wrong." See, let me <laughs> tell you what I've learned. You know, <laughs> no, he. Does 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 yeah. Chad take into account all this uh, other things you're doing in your life for how stressed out you might be on the race weekend when he yeah. when, you, when you get there Friday for the first <laughs> practice and you're like, don't talk to me. I've been inflation. Uh, <laughs> I've been dealing with economics all week. <laughs> yeah, he does. I mean, he. Uh, you know, I think once he's gotten like a family, he's pretty like. You know, he he, he <laughs> oh, knows I've got true. time. That's right. He, he knows like I guess when he's spending time with his family, he knows I'm doing homework. Yeah. So he's like, <laughs> he knows so you're funny. not screwed off. <laughs> so but that's a passion going yeah, to school? Well, that's not a passion. I would yep. say other passions, um, you know, I, I love snowboarding. I love kind of the outdoors, any other sports. Like I, I love the Panthers, you know, big Panthers yeah. fan. Um, I didn't know that. All my buddies play uh, play some golf. So we, Do you we get out to the Panthers games, mix it up to. with some of the players? You go to <laughs> training to. camp? I haven't been to training Throw camp. Throw a couple passes, catch a couple passes? I should. Yeah. That'd be cool. Hell yeah. You could. I, I could, yeah. I should go down there sometime. Yeah. Play fun. that card, man. You're a cut driver now. Freaking yeah. Absolutely. That's right. <laughs> All right. We'll get back to more conversation with Willie B. But first, let's tell you a little bit about our special friends at Valvoline. Valvoline! As many of you probably know, I was sponsored by Valvoline for several years. And I even drove a Valvoline car at Darlington back in 2015. That paint scheme looks so good on the track. It did look good. Yes. A lot of drivers are sponsored by motor oil, but Valvoline, uh, they were different. And they were more than just a logo on my suit or a logo on the quarter panel. 
They were a true partner, and they always were hands-on in helping us get our engines to perform better. And if you don't believe me, listen to this. They sent teams over to Charlotte, to the garage, at the shop, to work directly with our engine guys, and they were able to create different types of oils for different types of engines, depending on whether you had a short track, intermediate, road course, whatever it was, wherever you needed the power, they could create an oil that would maximize that speed out of that engine and squeeze a few more horsepower out of it. We literally would mix all types of oils together to do this. Vaveline even helped me win the grandfather clock in Martinsville in 2014. Loving the history of our sport, it was cool getting a win NASCAR's oldest track. That's why Valvoline is the only motor oil I trust in my engines, and it's why you should trust them in your engines, too. If you got that high-mileage ride, it's going to need that thick anti-wear film. You dang straight at this. If you got a new engine, it's going to have some carbon buildup. Head over to Valvoline.com slash Dale to find the product spec for that engine. That's Valvoline.com slash Dale. All right. So uh, so what, like Martin Truex builds RC cars, oh, yeah. right? He, that's his, love that. his thing. Um, what do you got at your house? Yeah. That you're that's that's a something you're working on. Is that, I guess mm-hmm. sim racing. Yeah, I got sim racing. So I um I've been sim racing a lot lately because I feel like it helped me on the restarts and stuff. Like I was kind of I was kind of struggling on the restarts. So I was like, hear that? I was like, yeah. man, I need to. Mike doesn't believe sim racing's helped you don't, to race cars. Well, I know Jeff. You and Jeff Gluck are probably the two that don't. I, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not even that. I, I give these guys a hard time, but no, I, I you know, yeah, yeah. So I have to ask <laughs> yeah. you. So. You are sort of the one of the poster guys for 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 the sim racer that you know. Mm-hmm. I know that in your eyes, you probably don't feel like sim racing made you a race car yeah. driver. You just happened to that happened to be coinciding in your life as a hobby of yours. You were a race car driver that liked to sim race, right? Which is pretty much what I was. Um, but you are you are uh, to sim racing to the sim racing community. You're you're one of the guys that made it, mm-hmm. you know, that, that sim race, that and yeah. sim racing helped you. And you would say that sim racing helped you. How comfortable are you with that label? You know, and explain mm-hmm. that label to us. Uh, a lot of people want to think that you were a sim racer that became a racer, which isn't really true. So yeah. explain to us exactly sort of where that fits. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough balance because guys kind of label that, you know, me as the iRacing guy or whatever. And at first I was like, man, I don't want to be considered that. I look at all the races I won in legend cars and look at all the stuff that I'm doing in late models. I'm like, you know, and you kind of want to make that separation, right? It's kind of like being away from high school or something. So it was, uh, that was a big deal at first, but now I've kind of realized, you know, there's some, I can kind of paint it with a broader brush and say, you know, yeah, I still use it to help me. It might not be exact, but I still use it. So I got to vocalize and tell people I do that. So, um, so you embrace it. I embrace it now more than I did before. I know you were invited uh, to possibly become a team owner in the esports side on iRacing. So I was kind of curious is when I heard about that invitation to become an owner on the esports, uh, iRacing peak league, Mm -hmm. I thought, man, I hope he embraces that part of his sort of history or his story. Yeah. I didn't know if you were sort of still dis- yeah, distancing Steve. yourself from it. No, I think I'm, I'm pretty interested in that. Steve and I talked a little bit, very Steve cool. Myers, and he, um, you know, told me basically how to, you know, just in a pretty short conversation about how to get sure. started. So, uh, I'm pretty interested in it. I, yeah. I love watching them. Uh, you know, when I watched that all-star race that they had on NBC, that was pretty cool. It was good. That was, that was cool. That was very cool, actually. Yeah. yeah. And now yeah. they have announced that they're going to broadcast live the 
final championship race for the Peak Series on NBCSN at the end of the year. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. So that'll be the very first. Is it for a hundred grand or something? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a hundred grand, I think, total in prize money, but I think the champion might get twenty or something. I'm not sure, but there's a lot of money at stake. Um, And so I like that, man. I'm proud that I'm glad. I'm really thrilled that you're sort of embracing that part of your story, and it's your story to tell, Mm -hmm. you know. And I'm glad that you're uh, going to hopefully be a part of the esports side of it on iRacing because yeah. you're one of the guys that can help push it into, you know, make it nuclear, make it make it more, uh, yeah. bring awareness to it. I know? actually started, when I started sim racing, I, the reason I started was because I saw you talking about it in a press <laughs> oh, conference. I was like... <laughs> Wait, that's where you first started? You were probably yeah, already racing. I was already racing a little bit, right. but I think it was 2012 or so, and you... Um, you had talked about it at Homestead, I believe. They had the whole peak series was there. That's right. Yeah, Ray, the the Ray was yeah. there doing, you know, Ray Alfalo, the guy, he's won like four championships. Mm-hmm. And uh, you were talking about it. So you gave it like a legitimacy to it. And I was like, man, that's really cool. So I think about that when I'm talking about it. Yeah. And these kids are trying that's to That's what you're doing now. Started. You understand? Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're yeah. legitimizing it. You're legitimizing it. it. Yeah. You becoming an owner in the series. You ever, anytime you ever couple it with your own career, Mm-hmm. It legitimizes it because you're. I'm the past, mm-hmm. right? I'm the I'm the guy that used to race and sim race, and I don't do really either one anymore. Mm-hmm. You're the guy that's still doing it today. You're the cup guy on the track on Sunday that they watch that they know they just sim raced last Tuesday, right? right. You're that yep. guy. That's cool. So, yeah, it's very cool. I got some. I actually did there. do some RC racing. I actually. Well, you got a. Oh man. Yeah. So well, I, I got uh, a lot of that stuff. You want to come over to my house oh, and buy it? I love it. When I they, sell it to you for pennies <laughs> on the dollar. <laughs> <laughs> they used to have uh so when you talked about that with Truex, I think it was last year, sometime around the summer, yeah. and that uh, he raced RC boats. I was like, man, that's awesome because I used to race at Scott Speed. Used to have a track up here yeah. in Mooresville. And I came here every Wednesday night when I was running Xfinity. I was up till like one in the morning racing those cars. Really, <laughs> it was awesome. At I got, Scott's place. Yeah, I got four of them sitting at. Like I learned how to build them. Yeah, you know, I'm not really a car guy, so that's yeah. kind of how I learned, you know, what to what it's like. Back bit. when I was racing with uh, Tony Junior, Tony Senior, we had the we were still in the Bud Car. We bought, God dang, we bought a bunch of RC crap, tons <laughs> of it. And I still have it all, and I don't do know really? what the heck to do with it. And uh, but I've got a couple cars. I <laughs> got two. Awesome. <laughs> I got two cars that Leonard Wood built that'll okay. never ever. I'll never drive them. Yeah, you know, because what Leonard, kind of cars are they? They're gas powered. Probably, I guess they're probably tent scale, mm-hmm. but Leonard builds them. You know that, right? I didn't know that. You did not know that. No, he comes up to me every race. Dude, now. you got to tell now him. Talk makes, about it. Now it yes. makes sense why oh he's asking gosh. you about RC cars. <laughs> All right, man. if you go, if when Leonard comes back up to you, say, "Hey, man, um, I'd love to talk to you about RC cars." Just say that. Yeah. All right, and he will take it from there. And so, <laughs> so you don't have to come out and ask him like, "Hey, man, I'd love you to build me a car." <laughs> Just say, "I'd love to talk to you about RC cars," and then he will grab the the, the ball and run with it. Okay. But I'll he's uh, he sure. built me three cars. Yeah. One I had for a while, and I ran and knocked the right front off of it, and he fixed it. But he bought yeah. he built these other two cars for me, and mm-hmm. I'm not gonna run them. I'm gonna keep them because he built them. Right. Right. He designed them. Yeah. He's like this. That's he's, cool. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. crazy. He's That's like a really savant cool. with those things. But anyways. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. I got piles of that crap. And, it's tough, uh, man. I got so I got many quarter tires. scales. Oh, do you really? Yes. You have the mini scales? Like quarter all? scales, like size cars. Oh, oh, I got yeah. you. I got you. We got into quarter, quarter scale scales cars. at one point. Yeah. Tony Jr., Tony Sr., me, old man. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah Tony we, Gibson. Tony Gibson. We yeah. all had them. Unreal. And That's I cool. kept about 10 of them at my shop, and they would come and run on my little oval track that I have right there on the mm-hmm. property. That's right. You built a track just for them. We built a track just <laughs> for RC cars. That's right. That's really cool. Was it oval? Yeah. Or, yeah. It's oval. Yeah. I, it's That's insane. pretty cool. Now it's all sitting. Yeah. Just wasting it away. It just, it's like, man, if they had a track here, that I, I, have I might a, should invest in that. <laughs> I have an original RC-10, like okay. from the 80s. Chassis. Yeah. That thing's like worth some money. Like Team Associated? Yes. Yeah. From like 86, yeah, cool 87. One. What is it, Matthew? I, I, heard, I heard him say something that was interesting right, right uh, when he said about uh, going up to Scott's thing. And, yeah. But um, you, you said you're not a car guy, and you learned mm-hmm. working on those things and building that. Ex- ex- can you expand on that? Because that's kind of – Yeah. So I so you got the kit for the car. So the, all those good race cars you know, don't come pre-built. The, yeah. You can buy the ones the that, cars. that are cheap, you know, that are – pre-built and those are those only run about a 16.8 when you need to run 15.1 so um you know so i figured out how to you know i got one of those kits and i'm like man i have no idea what to do like i don't know how to how to build the shocks i don't know how what springs to run so i had to start asking people around the track there what springs to run how do you prep the tires so i had to learn how to um you got to sand the tires down and you got to put tire prep on them and do all that so i learned about that and then i learned about making the shocks and not having air in the in the pistons or air in inside the shock and and what a difference that makes and how it drives so that's kind of my first experience i never grew up working on cars or anything so that was kind of my first thing to take a car you know a scale car and and sit there and work on it all day be proud of it yeah, yeah. We but, took uh, we took our we, this was a when I first did my track it was high bank uh, yeah. concrete, <laughs> and we had to put like mayonnaise in the right front shock. <laughs> Why to slow it down? Because yeah. it was Cause too it, fast. It would just it wasn't. It, we needed to stiffen up the rate of the shock, the compression. So we would put like gotcha. a thicker fluid or or like mayonnaise or something or honey. Hey, whose that's idea unreal. was to put mayonnaise? Yeah, honey's good. <laughs> honey yeah, would be great. Good. Honey would be great because that's kind of like that shock fluid. Yeah. 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 It's the same viscosity, right? Yeah, we put it viscosity. in there to make it where it was still a shock absorber, but it was just <laughs> that's, yeah. that's like, adding compre- cool. like adding compression to it. <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder who's going to go home and put mayonnaise in their shocks. Don't do it. <laughs> Matthew's raising his hand. <laughs> Don't do it, he said. Uh, that's fascinating. Yeah. So, um, what do you? Uh, what kind of music do you like? That's a good question. Um, I so I listen to. <laughs> like, why is everybody in the room laughing back there well she uh, <laughs> oh, wow. so they are laughing yeah my pr lady ashley she always says i i come up with a different song every week for it's like for intros i'm like okay give me a couple days because i gotta figure out like what I, which brand i'm into for or Bristol? which kind of music yeah okay Bristol. so, so I did, uh, let's, let's, Clearwater. Let's, let's tee this up so yep. at bristol all the drivers get an intro song which is fun twice a year you get your own intro song. You get to turn it in yourself, pick it yourself, and you're, so you've been changing your song routinely. Yeah. I changed. Is, I changed my song from the spring for sure. So I, I you was, can't have uh, the same song. Got to have the song every song. time. So I, I did uh, Credence Clearwater Revival because I'm a big. I like Forrest Gump, like the movie. So <laughs> the uh, <laughs> what? That's your yeah. favorite movie? Yeah, that's my yeah, favorite okay. movie. <laughs> so, uh, so um, I did uh, Fortunate Son. It's a good, it's a you, good song. That's a good song. So I kind of I'm into '80s rock and like '80s rock, yeah. yeah, yeah, a lot of different stuff. Like sometimes current country, but more kind of anything '80s or '90s. Yeah, that's legit. Rock. I don't know why they were laughing at you. That's that's a good yeah, answer. I, why, why I guess because they're changing it. He's probably emailing them every other day, changing it. But the Bristol song is that what's going on? Yeah, yeah. it's a yeah. tough no. thing to choose. It it is because you don't. 
at least for me, I'm like, man, everybody's going to judge my song, yeah. right? So you're like, you better pick a good one. Yeah. But I, yeah, you took that very seriously back then. Yes. I what was your song? Oh, I had yeah. one every different one every every time, but it was yeah. usually like a popular song that I was liking at the time that I wanted everybody to know that, that look, this is new stuff. Listen yeah. to it. It just nothing nobody would know, right? <laughs> the more obscure, right? You had to be. Didn't, yeah. you, didn't you do one where your dad was singing? One oh time? yeah, yeah, yeah. Dad, uh, dad, and all the Cup guys came out with that record back in 1982. What was that? It was like uh, NASCAR goes country or yes. something. So <laughs> I know. So this, that's awesome. I, it's, it's crazy yeah, they all agreed. That. It's crazy they all agreed to do it. Yeah. No way would any of the drivers agree to right. go to Nashville and all cut songs that were trash. Like yeah. it's like they wrote them the five minutes before they. <laughs> That's cut right, them. and they yeah. didn't. It didn't sound like they mastered That's anything. Awesome. They sound exactly what you would think they would sound like yeah. singing these songs. Yeah. Pull one up. I'm doing it right yeah. now. It's a I dad's. Heard those. Dad's is, but I played it. Yeah, that was my. Chase has used his dad's as an intro oh, really? song to Bristol. I mean, all of That's the cool. all of the Bill main guys the did record. solos. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. like 15 or so cup guys. That's cool. They all went to Nashville. They all sang these songs <laughs> individually. Yeah, and they're awful. That's that's awesome. And so, uh, which I can't believe they did it. They and they must have. Would you do that? I would never sing. I can't even sing. I would never ever sing (laughs) to release it to the world. (laughs) No. They used to ask him to sing the nationwide jingle because nationwide's been a long time. I refuse to do it. And then now, look, Peyton's singing the damn thing all the time. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) I should I should have done it. When everything's right underneath my hood and I'm rolling. Dad's. <laughs> Isn't that awful? That is awesome. <laughs> hey, at least they had the guts to do it. That you know, that's what's most astounding to me is I want to know the conversation they had when they went and asked them to do right, this. Right, right. Who did that? Who had that job? They, whoever it is, hire that guy. He's got a silver tongue. Trust he me, he could talk anybody into anything. Trust me, Dale. It's going to sound good. It's yeah. going to sound real good. He could sell anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah, but right. you're in the playoffs, mm-hmm. going into uh, your first playoffs, right? Yeah. Um, you nervous about that? Uh, I haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. I haven't gotten there mentally. Like I, I feel like um, you know, this week uh, or after Michigan was really the first time that we uh, had enough of a buffer where I felt like, man, I'm getting somewhere. I can, I can start <laughs> like, thinking about it. Kind of yeah. start thinking about it. Kind of approach the couple races a little more aggressive or something, but. Um, I don't know what to think. Yeah. What, what's so your the guys, advice on it? The guys on the bubble uh, yeah. right now yeah. are starting to think, well, it ain't even worth, it ain't even, it don't even matter yeah. if we make it because yeah. we're not good enough. Yeah. They're mad, right? That's what they're saying. Yeah, they're all saying that. Um, Tony Stewart said that too when he barely made it into the playoffs. They were, well, he was like 10th or 11th or 12th or something. He's like, mm-hmm. we suck anyways. Right. We don't even he belong was. in here. And then he won a championship, I think. Won five races. Right. Yeah. But, so that's what those guys are saying. So yep. the guy like yourself who's got a nice cushion mm-hmm. and can start probably thinking about it, I think eventually, maybe not this week, maybe not next week, you got an off week, Yep. right? Um, yep. You might start sitting down with Chad and going, man, we're in. Now we got to take quickly take stock of yep. where we are as a team, how competitive yep. we are, uh, right. how we're going to beat these guys, you know, right. how we're going to get through the rounds, right? Because you yep. got to think about that. Like, I always – you know, I never won a championship, so – Everybody that's listening to this is going to go, what the hell is he talking about? But <laughs> I I always looked at each round, and I look at it the same way for our Xfinity teams. So they yep. have, we have one championship there, so I kind of have an idea of what I'm talking about there. But Oh, yeah. In the first the first round is the easiest round, right? You only got to be. Should be. Yeah, should yeah. be, right? You only got – you know, yep. that's the lead. The 
the competition just gets tougher with mm-hmm. each round, right? And so I think that um, maybe not stressing out so much right out, right out yeah. of the gate. Right. You know, because you pressure on yourself. God dang, you can put so much pressure on yourself. Right. And then you're racing weird. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Then mm-hmm. you're acting weird in the car and not feeling comfortable and you're not confident anymore. Right. Um, I feel like it's uh, what I learned from the Xfinity deal was, um, you know, eliminate the mistakes, right? Like the first play, the first, first playoff race of the Xfinity series, like we had a loose wheel and we finished like 30th and you lose like 25 points. Yep. And I was only eight points above the cut line right. and I was the first seed. So I'm like, this is like not what I expected. So I just went into the next couple of races and was like, I got just got to be myself, got to be aggressive, I think. So I don't know. I don't know what I'll think, but um, it's a little bit bigger crowd. Yeah, for you know, sure. Right. Than your Xfinity's experience but i think you could approach it the exact same way you know mm-hmm. and i guess if you try to change what you're doing or think you know drive differently you're gonna you're gonna make a mistake yeah you're gonna like uh attract what those, are your feelings yeah. about the tracks that uh are in the you're gonna playoffs? attract mistakes yeah. and flaws do, yeah do you have some that you love or do you have some that you hate oh man uh what's in it well you got richmond well you got vegas richmond yeah charlotte those are the only ones I can think of off the top of my head. And then there's Texas is in there, which Martinsville's is pretty good. Martinsville's a cut one. race. Martinsville, oh, I don't know. Martinsville's tough. Yeah. That's 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 a heck of a run right there, the yeah. Talladega, Talladega Martinsville. Yeah, that, that would yeah. make me nervous. <laughs> what's what's the one that makes you the most nervous, do you think, when you were in it? When I was in it, probably Talladega. Because right. even if you felt like, man, I'm great at Talladega, you just – even me, even for me, I felt like Talladega was 50-50 hit or miss. Mm-hmm. And I was either going to go there and run up front all day and run in the top three or I was going to crash, you know. Mm-hmm. It was like an 80% chance you was going to wreck. Yeah. Um, I figured you'd like Talladega because you were so good there. Well, I did. Like I, I figured you'd go there and you'd be like, man, all these guys are nervous. Like, I'm going to go win this deal. Yeah. But, I always, I always, I think in the playoffs, I, I, you know, the playoffs bring some intensity that you just never feel yeah. during a regular season. Right. You know. Right. It, it's crazy how intense the races are this year. I can't imagine the because the playoffs yeah. are like a whole another step. Yep. Of of wacky, and uh, <laughs> and this year it seems like we we're as wacky as we were leading into Homestead. You mm-hmm. know, La- last year when I got in the booth for the first time, the first race at uh, Chicago, we had yeah. this crazy finish. Right. Uh, and then the intensity was insane the rest of the year. And then right. the playoffs came, and it bumped way, way up, and everybody got mad, and everybody started hollering at each other and fighting and, and right. driving aggressive. It seems like that's the way it's been this year already. Al- already. And, and, I feel like it has. Yeah, yeah we talked about that. In Why the do you broad- think that is? Well, we talked about that in the broadcast. So with the down, with the horsepower down and the, and the downforce, mm-hmm. uh, we, you went down into turn one on the outside of that 18 car, mm-hmm. right? And you were thinking, I'm going to contest this position. I'm yeah. not going to back off at the flag stand and just let him go. Right. Uh, what you would have done that high horsepower, low low downforce. You would have. Right. right. You wouldn't have went on the right. outside of him. You'd have been way off. Oh, yeah. You would have been off in the, right. in the woods. Exactly. Well, so yep. at all the racetracks, even the ovals, we watch and see all you guys driving in on the outside of each other, not giving up every single pass because you yep. know how hard it is to get that back. Yeah. Mm. And it's not as simple as it used to be to be a pass a guy right right and so i think people can, get more frustrated too when the when you're going to pass somebody and you're like dude if i don't pass you here i'm not gonna pass you, you. Yes. you're not so, gonna have another chance right. yeah. yeah and so all of, there's a lot more contesting for position mm-hmm. whereas uh so mark martin I, I won't put this on him but when he was when he was around uh and he was the one that did it the most yeah uh there was a lot of hey man go ahead i'll let you go 
100 laps down the road. If I catch you real quick, let me go. Obviously, the last 50 miles of the race, we'll race like hell. Uh-huh. That's the way the races went. Every week. Guy caught you, you let him go. You caught a guy, Every week. he let you go. Everywhere. When did that, how long did that continue? Like, that's what Decades. I'm wondering. Decades. Yeah. Like, until like you were done driving? Yeah. Pretty and much, And I think yeah. this year, it's shifting back the other way because of the rules. You have to drive the way you're driving. You you, right. you guys all have to, you can't let a guy go by. You can't let one guy, mm-hmm. then another guy go by. And you got enough downforce, you got enough horsepower, or you got a lack of horsepower that allows you to fight that guy for that position. Mm-hmm. You know, and and if you can get back in front of him, he might not get back by you. You know, he True. might not get back to your inside because of the struggle he's going to have in dirty air. Yeah, uh, I think that's what it is too. I think it's it's the, easier to run side by side, so you don't feel like last year. You know how I mean? Like you go in the corner at Pocono on the outside of somebody, you're you're going to bust your butt. Like right. you're not going to. It's not going to stick. So and now you know the guy on the inside's one really struggling, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and and so the mentality really we're watching it. It's shifting the other way, where there's no more, man, I'll let you go. There's yeah. no more of them. Because you're, you're saying because they can't. They, they, they just, the package they don't the car You can only, you they can don't only really have to anymore. Yeah, the only place, like at Michigan, Michigan was a little more spread out. You could do that. Like I did it with Truex. I did it with a couple guys, Denny. But it was because we were in the top six or seven guys. So yeah. it's like the gap towards the next guy is way far back. Right. But if you get in that 10th to 15th, like your nose to tail, like there's no more separation, so you can't really afford to do it. Right. It's know? fun to watch, man, because you guys are are more. You're, it, there's a lot more drama, for mm-hmm. the lack of a better way to describe it. There's a lot more people that are not happy, guys that are upset, and that tends to turn into a really good, exciting show mm-hmm. when the drivers are sort of ang- uh, aggravated. <laughs> I think yeah. there's something to that. I think yeah. there's also something. You know, Mark Martin was sort of an anomaly. I mean, he right. was a very respect a respected guy and and carried himself that way. There's not a whole lot of Mark Martin. All the it's like hard to find Newman out there now because everybody races a oh, lot more oh, like Ryan. A, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, so it's so true. It's so true. He's not the only one. He's not the only one. He let me go at New Hampshire. I was like, what? <laughs> like, that's awesome. Did you have to yeah. uh, radio and say who's in that car? Uh, who's I in mean, the six? It's yeah. but like you said. I mean, it's not. It's not just the only guy anymore. It's, no. it's hard the way it is. Yep. So about that schedule, real quick, if you want it, Las Vegas opens it, so it's Las Vegas. Richmond, Charlotte, then Dover, Dega, Kansas. Kansas. Yeah. Which is a a total shift up. So it's a little just different than we're used to. Then it's the Martinsville, Texas, uh, uh, Phoenix. I thought Martinsville was a cut race, but they changed it. No, they changed Changed it. So can't keep up with all these changes. (laughs) There's too many. Yeah. (laughs) How about next year's schedule with the two week off in the. Well, the I, middle of summer. The, uh, they're going to have think? the Summer Olympics in Japan, and that's yeah. where I'm going to be shipped. You're going to be there. They're going to box <laughs> me up and ship me over there for NBC. <laughs> so I won't have two weeks off. I would love it. Be jealous. Don't complain because yeah. I'll, be, <laughs> I'll be coming after you if you complain. Well, man, I appreciate you coming yeah. out here. Thanks, Dan. I hope you had fun. Yeah. Uh, we'll get you back on the show. Uh, go have some fun. Go yeah. win some races. And uh, I think uh, from from what I've seen, you got the best looking throwback this year. I like it. There's a lot of pride in that, man. <laughs> got to run well. Yes. That's for sure. Well, it's that's a, absolutely true. But you're also going to look good. Uh, you got to look good when you're running well. And yeah. you're going to look the best out there as far as I'm concerned. Beautiful car. Thanks, Dale. All right, man. Appreciate it, guys. We'll see you. This ain't your average race recap. Unfiltered commentary and an abundance of opinion. Mr. Nice Guy or Mr. Good. Out of my way. Like Johnny Cash, we ain't afraid to walk the line.
Listen to Door Bumper Clear, available on major podcast platforms. Door Bumper Clear. All right, Dale Jr., Valvoline DIY question of the week is about the DMBL Basketball League. How ironic is that? Because there was some conversation yeah. earlier today about the DMBL, maybe firing it back up. So we got to tell everybody what the DMBL is and uh, how it started and uh, go from there. Dirty Mode Basketball League, DMBL. Basically, we grouped together, as far as I can remember, about 30 different guys, buddies, friends, people that work at Junior Motorsports, um, to play basketball. And we split all those people up or drafted them into five separate teams. We've had this league for, I don't know, what, seven? Wow, it's been a, I think it's been longer. Longer yeah, than seven years? Yeah, it's probably been nine years Nine now. years? Yeah. So it's been around a long time, and uh, we didn't take, we took about a year off. We did take a year off. Yep, and we've done that before. Yep. But, uh, so I'm the co-commissioner along with Regan Smith now because Tyler has retired from everything in life. <laughs> that's a that's a motto now. I like yeah. that. I like how you've adopted that. Um, I did not know Regan was the commissioner. Yeah. Well, he offered. He's like, hey, man, let's get this going. Is this going to happen? I said, well, I kind of need some help. Wow. So he's going to – I think he's going to help a little bit. He's uh, fiery and excited about it because he's won the last two, I think, as a, as a captain. He's won the last couple right. championships at the DMBL. But anyways, we have a half-court basketball gym at my house. Mm-hmm. Uh, this court is the same court that uh, the Bobcats used. The guy that put that floor in in Charlotte came and put our court down. It's safe. We did that because a couple guys who were blowing their knees out were playing on concrete. Mike was one of them. Yeah, I've got a good story about how we found that guy, but keep going. But, um, yeah, so we just – I don't know. What else is there? There's a uh, – you know – we have a scoreboard, a scorekeeper, uh, a ref. We got a real ref that comes in and makes sure the games don't get out of hand. It's He's three, awful. It's three on three, <laughs> so there's about six or seven guys on each team, um, and yeah. you got to have that many because some mostly most every game there's going to be one or two guys that don't show up or can't make it. Um, right. And so we have three on three. It keeps it fun. keeps the, keeps the ball moving. It's pretty high high paced, uh, but it, there's a there's a heavy lack of talent. That's needed. Accurate. Yeah. You cannot be good to be in this league. If you're a good basketball player, we don't want you in the league. You will not be allowed. Uh, you have to be awful. And you, <laughs> if you hustle in this league, you will get removed. Technical foul. <laughs> technical fouls. Uh, you know, you'll get a tech if you actually yeah. try too hard. If you chase loose balls out of bounds, you're out of the game. If you dive on the floor, yep. we don't have any place for that. We don't know nope. diving out here. So it's a no hustle, no talent league. I even saw a message earlier really? today. Yes. I even saw a message earlier today from Regan. The, Are you guys disappointed? Commi- I thought it would be serious. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I, I thought it would be serious. Like, I thought it was very serious. Absolutely not serious. There's beers. Hey, let, let me just tell you. There's a lot of There beer. are people that take it too seriously. Oh, okay. And, and they are also Tony reprimanded. They're reprimanded. Tony, Stephen, Tony Mayoff. Stephen Stephan. Stephen Stephan. So um, <laughs> there are some people that do take it too seriously, and they get they – get, they get a lot of talking to. Yeah. But we uh, we got a cooler full of beer. You're encouraged to drink beer before and during the games. And uh, Regan wants to install a new rule this year that every beer you drink uh, before or during the game is a point added to your point total as an individual. <laughs> that's a very DMBL rule. Genius. Like that, That's the kind of thing that you would have is, uh, uh, you know, you can make points by drinking beer. Yeah. We look good. We do. It's fantasy we have, camp. We have uh, – we have – professional jerseys with logos for each team yeah and uh we have like you say ref scoreboard scorekeeper the the court is 
Ex- you know, it's incredible. It's everything looks I, everything listen, looks a plus except, except for the action, the action and the players themselves. Got it. But but it doesn't matter. We still cut highlights packages and have newsletters. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think so much more of it now because I know, always thought it was a serious. There league. is also a unpublished documentary of a season in the DMBL. Oh. That's right. And, it's and very, it, it is good. It's pretty damn good. <laughs> Dale Jr. tried to get uh, DirecTV to actually... I tried to get DirecTV to buy it. Yeah. Oh, really? But but they didn't care about our league. <laughs> I don't know that the right... I don't know that I ever really sent it in for them to look at. We did. I can't remember. Oh, we didn't? No, we okay. did. But you look, this is... Uh, it is so we much fun. We should have a private screening somewhere. We have. It should oh, we go did. on Netflix. Well, we had a private screening with the DMBL. And right. It was about half the players made it. We had everybody in the in the grandstand. And we have bleachers. Yeah, we, we have, have bleachers. bleachers. We have, we have a locker you, room with lockers. I want to come to one. Uh, you can. You can not allowed. Watch, watch no, no. That You have to be invited. It's invite only. No, oh, I, yeah. I just I didn't say I was coming. I said I'd like to come to one. That okay. is, uh, yeah, the, people bring their kids. Uh, wives come. And we run them out. No, <laughs> that's not true. People bring their kids and their wives come, and and yeah, TJ always bring brought Mads, and, and yeah. they all all the kids get to and play, and that's right. Hey, t- tell we play music during the games. Let me tell you something. We developed a reputation the first year because we had so many injuries, and the reason we had injuries, what was that floor that we had on? I mean, basically, we the court was built in a shop in a, in a late model shop, okay, on Dell's property, and so it was just concrete. And then he on put top like of the this, concrete with those plastic tiles you snap together. Oh yeah, yeah. So we kind made like a cord a, out of that, right? Okay. So there's but there's no cushion. There's no nothing. I mean, it is very. You're basically playing on concrete. Well, we had ACLs, MCLs. We had somebody that Billy Davis that was on the '88 team broke went into floor, a wall, broke his upper uh, arm, above completely his elbow. tore his elbow out. Holy crap! And and then I blew out my ACL, and I remember being in the uh, doctor's office, the surgeon's office down in Charlotte, and uh, I could hear outside my room i could hear uh oh is this a looks like another one from dale's basketball yep yep another one dale's basketball what's the acl yep oh got another acl this is our third acl from that league this year yep yep i mean like i could hear this going on between the the surgeon and his assistant and uh he comes in and i'm like are you saying we've we, we've sent some business. He goes, y'all built a whole wing on this hospital. <laughs> <laughs> but that was the day I went and I got my ACL looked at. We planned the surgery. I left there and went into the Bobcats arena, right? And I said, uh, who who puts that floor in? Dale Jr. told me we've, we've become a weapon of ourselves. We need to put a good floor in. Uh, let's let's start start looking at getting a good basketball floor put in. So we talked to people that built in the YMCA and this, that, and the other. I went to the Bobcats Arena, now the Charlotte Hornets. I said, who put that floor in? They said, it's a guy out of uh, Monroe. The next day, he was here at Junior Motorsports, and that is the guy that put – the one that put in the floor for the then Bobcats, now Hornets, is the one that put in the floor. It's an NBA-grade basketball court. Yeah, it's like multiple layers of stuff underneath it, but it was also the best quote. The cheapest price out of all of them. That's surprising. Out of the Lake Norman YMCA, out of the Statesville. It is uh, Monroe. The, the, the Statesville. For, no, no. He All he does is basketball courts for NBA teams. Like, that's all it. That's all he does. He doesn't put in hardwoods for your living room and that kind of stuff. It, it's incredible. We Listen, it is a blessing to be able to play in this league. It always has been. I look forward to it every year. We're going to start it back up. Let's do it. From high mileage rides that need that thick anti-wear film to newer engines that have carbon buildup, head over to Valvoline.com slash Dale to find the product spec for your engine. Come on, girl. Get it. 
All right, it is time for Ash Jr. presented by Nationwide. First question comes from Chris Mackay, M-A-C-H-I, I'm not sure. sure. That. Sorry, Chris. Uh, he wants to know, what is the frame photo that would be over the shoulder of the guest um, with it out of focus? Yeah, it's a cover of Hit Parade, a Hit Parader or something like that. I don't know what the hell uh, the magazine was, but it's a music magazine. Kurt Cobain is uh, on the cover as a huge uh, Nirvana fan, and, and we pulled that out of our... Our collection of yeah. stuff. We just have all this random stuff. Mostly racing, but some odds and ends. Uh, a lot of music stuff. I got some Kurt Cobain posters and concert uh, flyers and stuff like that. So we stuck that in here. Terry Tucker writes in and she's asking, um, if you could have a starring guest role on a TV show, what show would it be? It doesn't even have to be a show that's currently on. A starring guest role on a TV show? Yeah. The Office. Who wouldn't want to be in that? I knew it. That's an easy one. Yeah. I knew he was going to say that. Really? I was a huge oh, fan yeah. of The Office. Absolutely. Never seen it. What? No. You've never watched The Office television Literally. show. Stop it. Get out. <laughs> no, I've never, never seen a single episode of it. Take off your headset. Watch an episode <laughs> immediately on that uh, big monitor in front of you. I'll finish. <laughs> and then I, we can continue. I still watch The Office on YouTube. I just watch yeah. Office clips. I'll get binge watching those things. For real. I love them. Fix that, Leah. Okay. Please. I have, I have homework. <laughs> one episode. All you All right. have to do is, is watch. There, like what one? No, just I any. Watch? any. Up, pull up any no, episode no, of the no, Office. That's not true. You got to watch it that had Steve Carell. On the, okay, it's got to have Steve Carell in it. Yeah. If it doesn't have Steve Carell in it, don't watch that one. Okay. First off, I mean, you can get there eventually to watch those, but it has to have Steve Carell in it. Right. I thought that was a given, but I thought I, I figured I'd take a, take a risk. She, she wouldn't know. miss. No. I don't she, have a she would end up saying I didn't like it. One episode. We need a review next week. All right. Is it on Netflix? Uh, not much longer. Oh, I think not much longer. I think they're taking it off. Oh, all right. If it ever was. All right. Oh, is that it? Oh, I, no, I, no, no. Sorry, I thought he was gonna say more. No, we have one more question. Um, right. Kate Whirling wants to know what is one of your favorite meals that Amy makes for you? Oh, Amy makes this uh, buffalo chicken soup, and it's made with cauliflower, ground up pureed or whatever they call that. So that makes the density or whatever, that gives it the feeling, right? So it's not just a broth, um, but it's got shredded chicken and buffalo sauce. It's amazing, and it's good for you. Sometimes she replaces the chicken with ground turkey, and that's oh, awesome, too. Like that. That'll be good. All right, we do have one more. Um, Dylan Fink, he wants to know, with all the talks about the Gen 7 car coming out, um, he would like to know what generation was your favorite to drive, guessing by your tweet from earlier. It was not the car of tomorrow. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody said, did he you not like that? that? No, no. Yeah, didn't. You didn't like that? I didn't like it, and I didn't like watching you drive it, because you didn't like did it. Did you know my tweet? I didn't see the tweet. Oh, oh. somebody said, use one <laughs> word to describe the car tomorrow, and I said trash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd get a little blowback that, from that. Why? I, I don't think, know. I think everybody thinks everybody that. Everybody seemed to side with you on okay. that. So. so we'll go, what was the question? What, oh. I love the 70s. So if I could drive any car from any no, era? No, what, what era was your what favorite? What was your that favorite? You, 70s. That you drove. That you drove. Oh, that I raced in. Yeah. Oh, crap. Uh, the Xfinity Series 98-99. Amazing. Those cars were so much fun. I would say it was the perfect amount of horsepower and downforce. It wasn't. But uh, for whatever reason, we just had great cars. They were always fast. We always had a shot at winning. And for whatever reason, it just fit me like a glove. All right, guys. That's it for this week's Ash Jr. presented by Nationwide. All right. 
All right, white flag. Keep coming, bud. White flag, bud. White flag right there. White flag. White flag. I mean, I'm sitting here looking at uh, something Dirty Mo tweeted of uh, Godwin <laughs> Kelly, who just said, those guys at Dirty Mo scored another gym by having Harry Gannon. Godwin Kelly's well-respected in our sport as a media member, so that's why I was just seeing that. Awesome. All right, I guess I'll get back to the uh, show here. White flag. Uh, Apple ratings and reviews. i got two. There's a ton. We're getting so much, and I want to tell everybody, even if we don't read your stuff, we, we read them all, and we appreciate it. Uh, we can't fit them on here, yes. but there's two good ones here. Darth Brobro writes, I've been a Dale Jr. fan my whole life. I was an aspiring go-kart driver and was glued to the TV every Sunday watching Dale Jr. race. I heard my first Dale Jr. download on the way to the 2018 Richmond race. I was listening to the Kyle Busch episode. This was my first cup race my dad and I went to together. Dad and I have been able to use this podcast to stay involved with racing, and even as I am now stationed overseas in the Army. Junior, I'm hoping to shake your hand one day and let you know how much you've done for me. That's Darth Brobro there. Probably not his real name. Hydra Homie writes, also probably not their real name, I used to live in Charlotte and work in NASCAR as an engineer, but that came to a premature end a few years ago. I was bitter, and I avoided the sport, which was a shame because I was a Dale Earnhardt fan in the 90s, and I'd fallen in love with the sport. Anyway, I discovered your podcast a few months ago, and I'm hooked. You're making me miss that time of my life, and I honestly never thought I would. So there you go. Those are just a couple Apple reviews. Uh, we're affecting people's lives, guys. That's nice, right? I like that. Um, lastly, let me tell you about a boy named Carter Nance. Carter is an eight-year-old, recently had brain surgery to remove a brain tumor. He is a patient champion at Nationwide Children's Hospital, but that's not why I'm telling you about him. This eight-year-old kid designed some socks as part of the Socket to Childhood Cancer Initiative. And you can and you should buy them right now at SocketToCC.com. That's Socket to cc.com all proceeds go directly to the dale and amy earnhardt fund at nationwide children's hospital for the purpose of childhood cancer and rehabilitation (laughs) rehabilitation research there you go that website again is socket to cc.com so carter nance this one's for you we appreciate you and we're going to buy some socks um and i I promised i was going to be doing that i haven't yet but i'm doing it uh, today so there you go dale let's hear some mod history There's a lot of inspirational quotes out there about not quitting. Satchel Paige said, Never let your head hang down, never give up, and sit down and grieve, find another way. John Madden said, The road to easy street is through the sewer. Hmm. John Jim Balvano had that famous quote, Never give up. Well, after this odd history, maybe you can draw a little inspiration from the performance of St. Petersburg, Florida's driver, Ted Chamberlain. In a cup race at Dayton, Ohio in 1952, Chamberlain drove his 1950 Plymouth to a 13th place finish in a 200-lap Grand National Division contest. 13th. But how he got to the finish was the real story. Ted ran most of the race without a steering wheel. Oh. (laughs) It fell off somewhere just before the halfway mark. Unable to get the wheel back on, he grabbed onto the steering shaft to drive the car and remained on the track. He didn't quit. At a slower speed than his competitors, Chamberlain finished 13th out of 15 cars. 14 were still on the track. 36 laps down when he took the checker flag. He qualified 14th, so he moved up one spot. So he beat one guy out there that had a steering wheel. Make that feel guy yeah. feel like an idiot. Yeah. The point is, don't give up. Don't ever give up. That's right. You've had that happen to you, by the way. You had the steering wheel come off during a race. Remember yeah, that? It's treacherous. Talladega, even. <laughs> yeah, it's still real. Come under off of Talladega. It's under caution. It's all right. Still. All right, guys. That was a great show. Good job, Matthew, Leah. 
Awesome job back there in the booth. That's right, the closet. Mike, awesome. Thank Show's you. not over just yet, though. Oh, tell me more. All right, don't stop, don't stop listening. I didn't. You, ne- you never know what we're going to talk about when we talk about our friends from Pristine Auction. That's right. It's an online sports memorabilia website where you can bid and win some amazing authentic items. They have all different types of auctions, one that lasts for days and days. There are some daily auctions, and yes, that's right. they have 10-minute auctions. I love those. Mm-hmm. Something cool we spotted is a lot of two die casts. A lot of two die casts. Oh, man. A lot <laughs> of. I hate that. Save me. When people say. <laughs> when people say. Save me, Dale Jr. Save me. <laughs> when people say something is a lot of something, like a lot of it, like a lot, like a. Cl- I don't like that. No, actually, this Wait, is a, a lot of two die. So it's a bundle of two die. I know. I don't like that. I don't like the bundle. Oh, you the don't. Word, yeah, using the word lot to okay. describe a bundle. First it's first always no. been one of my pet peeves. Yeah. Like a lot. So let's come up with a different word. I have a lot of. What, what other things do people put into lots? Package. Oh, like. Put stamps or. Uh, a lot of. I don't know. I don't know. Let's it's a different descriptor. It's It's extremely yeah. common in auction uh, jibber jabber. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Who knew that? I didn't uh, but know yeah. That. We see a lot of these. <laughs> <laughs> Two die casts of my throwback cars. Two of our great partners on this show, too, Valvoline and Nationwide. Got the 2015 Valvoline throwback car and a 2017 Nationwide Darlington car. It's a uh, two for one. So, uh, you know, go check it out. Maybe you can snag a great deal on those. Go to pristineauction.com now. It's free to register, free to bid. And of course, you only pay for the items you win. Remember, with Pristine, the authenticity, authenticity oh, is guaranteed. That's Pristine Auction, spelled pristineauction.com. If you are new and haven't registered, be sure to select Dale Jr. Download Podcast from the drop-down menu in the How Did You Hear About Us section, and that's extremely important. Uh, did you did you realize you said that's pristine auction, spelt pristineauction.com? No. <laughs> I did? That's spelled that's pristine. Hey, that's pristine auction, spelled pristineauction.com. <laughs> P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E, pristine. We'll see you next week on the Dale Jr. Download. Great show, guys. Yeah, it was pretty good. All right. Dale, can I ask what is um, going on on your shirt? I've been sitting here wondering this the oh. whole time. <laughs> what, is, what is that? It's a hot hot dog high-fiving a uh, bottle of mustard. <laughs> of yellow mustard. Yeah, they're pals. Any other questions about that? I know, because, <laughs> like, maybe why? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know they were high-fiving. You did, you, because they're friends. Yeah. Hot dog and mustard are very close pals. What? Is this news? I'm going to break your heart again. I hate mustard. <laughs> oh. So you put ketchup on your hot dog? Yeah. But not mustard. No, and she doesn't I don't want put mustard office. on anything. That's crazy. It's no calories, you know. <laughs> ketchup does, Zero though. calories. Ketchup has calories. Mustard and hot dogs are like best friends. Ew. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh. Have, ugh. Ketchup? Uh-uh. Oh. I mean, I'll put ketchup on there, but not without mustard. Ketchup it, alone on a hot dog is, is yeah. freaking weird. That's for five-year-olds. No. It's weird, anyways. Yeah. This has been a condiment-heavy uh, show today, by the way, between <laughs> the mayonnaise and the shots and this mustard ketchup conversation. I think it needs uh, hot dog needs mustard down one side, ketchup down the other, chili, and then dill relish. Ooh, you ever I'm put? You ever the do dill. the slaw? Do you like slaw with the chili too? I, nope. Dill. No. I do. I'm there I do for not. the dill. I'll, I'll agree with you on the dill relish. You there for the dill? Yeah. yeah, I like that. But with ketchup. Celery salt. 
a little pinch of celery salt. God dang, on it too, man. man, where are you getting your hot Tell dogs from? That's like freaking Chicago epic style, steakhouse man. or what? I mean, this is a freaking <laughs> it's hot dog out of the damn backyard. That's how we do it at the grill outs, on man. A stick. At the intimidators. I need a pinch of <laughs> celery <laughs> salt. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a little pinch, a little pinch there, and a little pinch there. And a little squirt of chili here, but the li- <laughs> Jesus, Mwah, it's a perfect. Uh, <laughs> Bam! <laughs> Salt bay. <laughs> it's beautiful. All right. Sorry, I just had to ask that. <laughs> I was wondering the yeah. whole time. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.